Hey everyone, you are listening to the Spanglish Catholic Podcast. I am your host, Guadalupe. Tune in as I share a series of conversations all about faith, love, and Jesus, and how he reveals himself to us in our lives each day. So no matter where you are or what you're doing, join me as I begin today's conversation. Let's get started. Welcome to week four of this special Lenten series. So the past few weeks, I've been sharing with you guys about the importance of prayer, fasting, and giving during the season of Lent, and how all of this has its significance. También les he explicado cómo hacer esos actos nos ayuda a mantener esa conexión con Dios. Now, as we continue this Lenten season, why not dive into gratitude? Here's what it means in a nutshell for me. So gratitude is feeling grateful for the good things in your life. It's also expressing your gratitude to the people who have made your life better. And adopting those behaviors and actions as a result of it. Les quiero compartir ahora como estos past two years, you know, living in a pandemic, God truly opened my eyes to value my family so much more than I was, you know, pre-pandemic. I mean, he did that for all of us, if you think about it. Pre-pandemic, how many times or days a week could you say you would sit down and have dinner with your loved ones? or communicated with them face to face. And frankly, I I am 99% sure that not many of us can sit here and say, you know, I was doing all of that pre-pandemic. So just think about that as we continue with this conversation. Estos dos últimos años han sido como ningún otro en mi vida, as I'm sure to many of you as well. It has taught me to be, as I mentioned, thankful, to be grateful for what is and what is not. It's taught me to be strong in the hardships. De ser agradecido aún en los momentos de incertidumbre, donde no sabemos qué podrá pasar mañana. Even when it hurts, knowing that some days will be good and others will be hard because we saw good days and bad days. Personally, I did. See, I think it's time to bring light to this, mainly because I know there are people out there still grieving their losses, people who are still fighting to come back from the effects of this pandemic. So I want to take it back to March 11th of 2020 and share the most real and intense feelings that I felt. It was a day like no other. And it's crazy to think that it's already been two years when the world around us as we knew it was changing. And you know, breaking news after breaking news, we would hear the number of cases rising 
of this virus. This disease has since infected nearly 500 million people in almost 200 countries and killed more than 6 million people worldwide. And it's still ongoing today. But we are slowly starting to see how, you know, we're getting over all of that and things are starting to go back to normal, which is good. But I want to focus here on, you know, what this all has taught me personally. And, you know, who knows, maybe you felt the same way during, you know, all this time, but you couldn't put it, um, put it into words, I guess, or put it together. But that day, I remember just going about it as any other, like getting into work. And then, you know, when it was declared a pandemic, all I could think was, you know, this can't be real. Like, this is the sort of stuff we learn about in history class. So all I could say to myself it's was, you know, to not, like, freak myself out. I was just like, okay, it's just like any other virus. Like, don't panic. Everything's fine. But then days later, when, you know, another breaking news um, was out and... Places were starting to shut down, including the state where I live. My job shut down as well. Um, everything, completely. And that shutdown for me was just like, wow, like, eso me impactó tanto que la verdad hasta el día de ahora no te puedo decir exactamente qué fue lo que sentí. Pero me, fue un momento tan así drástico de que, you know, hoy es el último día que voy a estar aquí hasta saber cuándo. So, it, you know, I, I go back again to esos momentos de, de incertidumbre donde no sabemos qué, qué puede pasar mañana. Y así nos tocaba Um, al principio de esta pandemia estar you know guessing like cuando cuando este nos van a dejar volver a trabajar o cuando nos van a volver a dejar you know estar en grupos um, de más de 10 personas o este todas estas precauciones que estaban like poniendo este para que no se contagiara más gente And so, when that happened, you know, I, I, I was just in shock. And it took me a while to process everything. And it 100% flared up my anxiety to the point where, you know, I couldn't even watch the news anymore without having the urge to cry. It was hands down a Lenten season like no other for sure. But in the midst of all the craziness, all the madness that was going on in the world with people, 
um, and just everything. Something began to draw me to my writing, to sharing those deep thoughts and putting it out there. I began to revamp my blog site privately and I started sharing gospel reflections also on my personal Instagram. At first, they were all just, you know, in English until one day I felt like that nudge in me telling me, why not, you know, also do some in Spanish and do both. I don't know. Some, I, being a, a Spanish speaker, a native Spanish speaker, uh, a veces para mí, este, cuando no me puedo expresar de una forma, lo hago, este... Uh, así como like jumping back and forth like how I'm doing now and so my whole life this is how I've always talked but there was a point in time where you know I would only mostly speak English because I had forgotten my Spanish but now that you know I've been uh, more involved in my community uh, in my parish with um, la comunidad hispana y este mi comunidad de misioneros de Jesús, entonces ahí solo español. <risa> entonces tuve que uh, volver a, a aprender a hablar este en español y poder expresar todo bien en <risa> um, Spanish. <risa> um, hay una persona que sí me entiende, ¿no? porque ella habla inglés y español también. Uh, pero me acuerdo que cuando yo comenzaba a llegar, ella me decía, no, dice, tienes que aprender, tienes que aprender a solo hablar un language porque no todos entienden o lo hablan. So, entonces, you know, going back, uh, sin saberlo en ese entonces, Dios comenzaba a poner estos deseos en mi corazón de usar mis redes sociales para evangelizar, ya que pues... You know, teníamos limitadas las opciones uh, para poder hacerlo, you know, ya no se podía hacer frente a frente con las personas. Y durante Semana Santa fue que, you know, it became clear that I was being called to start this, to create this platform and all the content that I am sharing and that I have shared in the past in my personal account, including, was all to help lead me here, speaking to you on this podcast and talking to you about how even in the midst of all the chaos of our lives, God is always there, even when we don't acknowledge him, because oftentimes that's what happens. We become blinded by the pain, the hurt, the anguish, that we are too blind to even notice him there. I just want to say this. Sometimes God seems to move slowly, very slowly in our lives. Perhaps we've all found it hard to be patient with God's timing. So it's easy to think that we know best. And if only we pray harder, then he will, then, you know, we will push God's hand and he will finally act and do what we have prayed for. But this is not the way God works, nor does prayer. 
For prayer to be heard, we must be consistent, even when it hurts. There's this quote from Mother Teresa that always comes to mind when I think about even when it hurts. Her quote says, I have found the paradox that if you love until it hurts, there can be no hurt but only more love. And friends, how deep are those words? All this to say, Jesús no murió únicamente en la cruz. Murió por ti. Cada gota de su sangre fue derramada por ti. Cada paso, cada humillación, cada golpe, cada látigo, cada burla, cada clavo. Siempre estabas en su mente. Cuando se trata de la pasión de Cristo es algo que de verdad me impacta, me mueve y lo siento en mi corazón de una forma tan profunda. Ahora quiero terminar con unos tips que tal vez te pueden servir para que sigas creciendo en esa gratitud. So, prayer impacts our perspective. If you are struggling with being grateful, take this matter to your prayer. Ask the Lord for more graces to accept each moment of your life as it is and to overcome whatever is holding you back from be being grateful. Surround yourself with people who are grateful for life. Gratitude is an important virtue and flows from the humility. If souls are humble, they will be moved to give thanks. That is a quote from St. Teresa of Avila. We need to overcome the desire to be Pinterest perfect or to believe that this type of perfection will bring us happiness. And materialism only fuels our ingratitude. Our, our culture and greed often lead us into a vicious circle of materialism. The more we get, the more we want. Materialism leads to the give me mindset in which stuff fills the void of our hearts. It is important to focus on the non-material world where we share our things with words of affirmation, kind deeds, and prayers of thanksgiving. This is especially true when, you know, dealing with people around you, like your loved ones, children. We don't always need to reward them with things, but instead we can affirm them and their dignity as children of God. Consider praying before making a big purchase or a spontaneous one. Decide whether this item will bring you or your family lasting joy. Will it end up in the trash can within a week? 
Instead, reward with experiences. Be purposeful on how you express your love for others and avoid the trap that materialism leads to happiness because that's not the case. Materialism only leads to la perdición de tu corazón, de tu alma, porque you become consumed by wanting things, material things, that the small and simple, simple things we lose we lose the value of them and we don't value them as we should a major obstacle to being grateful or growing in this virtue is also refusing to forgive when we refuse to forgive it leads us to grow in this hard heartedness so consider forgiving those who have hurt you or robbed you of your joy. Yes, it's easier said than done, but it's not impossible. Seek to mend that relationship. When we seek out to strengthen our relationships with others, we grow closer to Christ. In the meantime, we grow in gratitude. Worry and anxiety can also lead us away from being grateful. I want to share a quote with you from Philippians 4, 6 through 7. It says, Have no anxiety at all, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. Then the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and minds in Christ Jesus. If we are anxious and stressed out, let us take a breather and unplug. Detach and spend time in nature or go to Eucharistic adoration for some restful quiet before Jesus. And I want to finish with this. Thankfulness, gratitude, or however you want to express you know being thankful is more than just an expression it's an attitude of life when we are thankful we are better able to experience blessings in our lives the challenge for this week is to thank someone in your life who has expressed god's goodness to you this week i also want to challenge you to express God's goodness to others in your life. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at the Spanglish Catholic to stay up to date on our latest posts and stories. Y también, si has disfrutado este episodio, ayúdanos compartiéndolo con tus amistades y no olvides de etiquetarnos para que podamos saludarte. Talk to you all soon. Bye.